Welcome back to another episode of the Mr. McDolphin podcast, where we like to talk about none other than our Miami Dolphins. The Mr. McDolphin podcast is part of the NFL East podcast network. Enjoy the show. Let's get to it. Welcome, everyone, to an episode of Mr. McDolphin Podcast. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. Today's episode, we're going to talk about some takeaways from the Week 13 loss to the San Francisco 49ers and a little bit of preview looking forward to Week 14, the Dolphins matchup against the Los Angeles Chargers. So let's go ahead and uh, jump into it. Dolphins were defeated 33-17 to by the San Francisco 49ers. The game started off really good for Tua, hitting Trent Shurfield for a 75-yard touchdown on the first play from scrimmage. The problem is, after that, Tua struggled pretty much for the rest of the day. He ended the day 18 for 33, 295 yards, two touchdowns, and two critical interceptions. Tua just struggled pretty much all day with decision-making and even accuracy. Everyone is allowed to have a bad day. Accuracy has never really been a problem for Tua. He's actually one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. But as Dolphin fans, we know that he has struggled with, at times, making bad decisions. Now, that hasn't happened lately in this winning streak that the Dolphins were on. But it seemed to creep um, back up in this game. Decision-making, and the other concern was he left the game late in the game. Game was pretty much over, but it was reported that he had some sort of ankle injury. Now, the reports have come out since the game that it's nothing serious, and it's not going to keep him from playing in Week 14. But we all know about the durability issues that come along with Tua. And we all know about the decision-making problems that he has had in the past. At this moment, I'm, I'm not really worried about either one of those things. But, well, let's just say it's definitely on my radar. <laughs> so... The makeshift offensive line, they played okay, especially considering lined up across from them was Nick freaking Bosa. 
even with all the offensive struggles, Tyreek Hill still had a big day, nine receptions, 146 yards, and a touchdown. As far as the 49ers defense, Nick Bosa and the and that defense, they looked amazing, man. Bosa had three sacks, five quarterback pressures. They shut down Miami's running game. Mostert and Wilson combined for only eight carries and 33 yards. They created four turnovers and held the Dolphins to only 308 yards of total offense. They shut down the Dolphins on third down, going 0 for 7. I mean, personally, I think they they looked like the NFL's top defense. They were clicking on all cylinders in all three phases of that defense. As far as the Dolphins' defense, well, that was a completely different story. The Dolphins' defense allowed a rookie quarterback to move the ball up and down the field at will. Jimmy G went down early in the game with a season-ending foot injury. In came rookie Brock Purder, or Purdy, sorry. Brock Purdy. He looked, you know, he. I think he looked good. He kind of resembled Jimmy G. Um, for a rookie, he was definitely poised, um, level-headed. He ended the day going 25 for 37, 210 yards, two touchdowns, and did have one interception. The Dolphins' defense, they really had no answer for Christian McCaffrey, who ended the day with 17 receptions, 66 yards, or I'm sorry, 17 carries for 66 yards and eight receptions for 80 yards and also a touchdown. And they also had a hard time matching up with Debo Samuel or really tackling Debo Samuel. And that would be my biggest concern as, as far as the defense is tackling. It's just, uh, it's terrible. They have to get better, especially at the linebacker position. Uh, there was one play where Debo Samuel was going to take a loss for the play. And, and there was multiple Miami defenders trying to tackle him and he still you know got almost back up to the line of scrimmage with only losing you know two to four yards instead of 10 yards all in all the Dolphins defense they looked you know outmatched um although X did get his first interception of the year you know so that was good to see that was Purdy's one interception, Xavier Howard. So they just, the defense, other than that, the defense really did not look good. The offense, they looked unsettled pretty much all day. Tua, like I said, Tua struggled with accuracy, which is never a problem or normally not his problem. Now we do remember, you know, Tua from last year and and even earlier this year, we all as Dolphin fans would kind of cringe and hope that he doesn't make that dumb decision or try to force the ball in that tight spot. Now it seems like everybody forgot about that, forgot that that was something that Tua did on a regular basis. 
um, because of the winning streak since he's come back from injury. He hasn't made those bad decisions. Um, this game, it's creeped back up. Um, is it something that he's overcome? He was just having an off day or, you know, it was, did the defense really have him unsettled, which is what it looked like to me. Um, I think it was a combination of him just having a bad day, the defense not able to step up and, and they were playing the league's best defense. So, you know, I mean, I, I had in the NFL East podcast December preview that we did. I had the Dolphins in the month of December going three and one if Teron Armstead, because at that time when we did our preview show on NFL East podcast, we did not know if he was going to be able to play or not in this game. I had him going three and one for the month of December with Armstead. And without Armstead, I had him going two for two. I had him losing this game in the Buffalo game and winning week 14 and then on Christmas Day at home against the Green Bay Packers. So I could take this loss. I don't think it would have been nice to to have to have a win here, but it's completely um you know, we were just completely on this day. The Miami Dolphins was completely just outmatched. Um, is is what it felt like. Um, you know, no nobody else on the offense other than Tyreek Hill was able to step up and make plays. And that's kind of what you have to do. Your defense has to step in and maybe win a game for you every now and then. And I'm not convinced that this defense is good enough to do that. Um, realistically, I thought the defense was a lot better than than what they are. And this game kind of maybe uh, put a light on them. So they, you know, they struggled also. But for the last two games, they've got a little better. So I was hoping, you know, this was kind of going to be a coming out party for the Dolphins defense. But it was the exact opposite. And like I said, they allowed, you know, a, a rookie quarterback to to basically he looked, he looked a lot like Jimmy G <laughs> to me is what he did. And he just uh, pretty much moved the ball up and down the field at will and took what the defense gave him. Now the defense did, um, I, I guess maybe they thought that, you know, Hey, we have a rookie quarterback because they blitzed a lot. I'm not convinced that that was the game plan. If it would have been Jimmy G, they might've switched that up. I'm not for sure. Um, it just looked really weird. And like I said, my biggest concern is tackling. They, these guys, you know, they just can't tackle. Um, San Francisco just came into this game a lot tougher than the Miami Dolphins. And they basically beat up the Miami Dolphins. So that's kind of what I got out of the game. Um, a little bit of news. Um, well, no, let's, well, let's stick with the coach. At one point in this game, Coach McDaniel decided to go for it on fourth and one on their own 19-yard line, down only six points. That is risky. 
<laughs> that is extremely risky because if you don't get it, they're they're automatically going to get three points. Um, and pretty easy, you know, that they can get seven. So that was uh, it. He we they ended up getting it. They got the first down. So it's hard to kind of fault them in the after fact. Um, but that was a risky play. I don't know how I feel about that one. Um, but you know, that's, if that's the way you're going to call the game, then, then that's pretty cool. You know, um, it would have just, uh, yeah, (laughs) if they wouldn't have got it, it would, you know, it could have went down as one of the dumbest decisions, um, this year. Uh, like I said before, Tua suffered an ankle injury against the 49ers. Hopefully this isn't serious. We know what the Miami Dolphins look like without Tua, and it's it's not good. <laughs> it does not look like uh, Brock Purdy did. <laughs> um, we don't, you know, our backups are, are, are haven't at least, you know, this year haven't played very well. So we're really hope, and um, I don't know what's wrong with his ankle. If he's got a sprained ankle, if he's something like that, He's going to have to play. He's just going to have to play through injury. Um, you know, this is this is on my radar because, you know, the two things, like I said a little bit earlier, the two things Tua has struggled with in the past is decision-making, making that dumb decision, trying to force the ball in there. And, you know, for for a whole season last year, it seemed like every game he got at least one dumb interception. Um, and then his durability is definitely something to keep an eye on. So this will be interesting to see, um, what happens through this entry. Um, I really, I I hope he plays and, you know, as long as there's nothing broke or serious, um, seriously wrong with his ankle, I think he needs to play another injury that really bothered me was Waddle. Um, He left with some sort of leg injury. He ended up coming back in the game, but, you know, he only had one reception in this game. And uh, he's – Waddle is a big part of this offense. You know, it's it takes Tyreek and Waddle together, um, I believe. And so we we need to really uh, keep an eye on that and see – see what's going on with Waddle. There was a report that came out that said it it's he should be able to play in week 14. So really hope that that is true. Let's keep an eye on it. Um, the Miami Dolphins placed Austin Jackson on injured reserve. Um, they did sign offensive tackle Eric Fisher um, at the and did both of those moves at the same time. Um, yeah, it sucks about Austin Jackson. He came off of IR and then right back on it. Um, Eric Fisher will be some good, um, depth for that tackle position. I, you know, I don't think the offensive line, they, they got bullied, but they got bullied by, you know, the best defense or one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, you know, I think any offensive line would, struggle with Nick Bosa lined up across from him. So, but I thought in the, and you know, in the week 13 game, they, they played okay. Um, 
they definitely need more depth, especially with Austin Jackson on injured reserve. And let's see if Teron Armstead can come back. And um, I, I don't think that that's going to be for a couple more weeks, though. But we don't know. There was a couple games flexed concerning the Dolphins. Week 15, Dolphins versus Bills was flexed to Saturday, December 7th at 8.15 p.m., so a Saturday night game. And then week 14, Dolphins versus Chargers was flexed to Sunday night football. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about next was the matchup in week 14, Dolphins versus the Chargers. Um, Eight and four Dolphins. Six and six Chargers. Um, this this is a game that the Dolphins could lose, but should win. So, and what I mean by that is, is the Chargers are are ta- are a talented team. They they haven't been playing well though, and they're they've been playing pretty sloppy. They do have some stars on that team. But they've been playing pretty sloppy, and if the Dolphins get back to playing the way they did the last five games, this is a game that uh, that they should win. They should win uh, pretty easy. And the Chargers are going to be coming off of a loss, dropping to six and six. Um, they're starting to see their playoff hopes slip away, so they, I think they're going to come in with a little extra energy, and they are at home. But I really think the Dolphins have a chance to win this game. Um, and it's all going to come down to Tua. You know, it's all going to – he the Chargers defense is not as good as San Francisco's defense. Um, so I don't – I think that he should be able to – Tua, that is, should be able to settle in and get back to that smart decision-making Um I I'm going to keep an eye on his accuracy. That is so weird because that's not nothing that, that he's struggled with in the past. Um, and so that's it. That's, that's uh, I, I think they should win this game. I have them winning this game and um, going into the game in Buffalo in week 15, nine and four. So We'll see, and uh, after that game, I will be back next week with a another short episode. Uh, just do some takeaways from the Chargers game, and look forward and look ahead. Preview the Buffalo game. So, guys, that's it. I'm, the, I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. McDolphin seventy three. And the Mr. McDolphin podcast is part of the NFL East Podcast Network. Make sure to follow the NFL East podcast on Podbean. You can also follow the podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to catch every episode of the NFL East podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. You can catch every episode on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. They'll be streaming live. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Make sure to join the NFL East Facebook group. And make sure to follow NFL East on Twitter at East NFL. Once again, this is a Mr. McDolphin podcast. 
I'm Mr. McDolphin. Follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And tune in to the NFL East podcast tonight, Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, I'll see you there. Until then, I'm out.